nation. No more struggle. No more challenges. No more battle. Because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said after today, you shall rest from your battle. The battle of your marriage. The battle of your business. The battle of your finances. The battle of your sickness. The battle of your shame. The battle of your disgrace. The battle of your setback. The battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said you will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, Head Pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Let's pray. Father, we give you all the honor. We give you all the adoration. We are before you this morning to be instructed, to be taught, to be impacted, to be refreshed, to be challenged and to be motivated. Holy Spirit, I have no words of mine by dying. I ask the Lord you touch this lips of clear of mine. And speak your word in season, in truth, to each and every one of us. That we may learn of you. And we shall be moved to another level. Give us illumination and understanding. In the name of Jesus. That we live here not the same as we came in. In Jesus name, I call it an amen. Open your Bibles with me to Psalm number 50. I'm reading from the verse number 1 to the verse number 15. I'm doing the part 2 of the message I started on the generation of covenant keepers. The generation of covenant keepers. So the mighty one God the Lord has spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun to its going down. Out of Zion the perfection of beauty God will shine forth. Our God shall come and shall not keep silent. A fire shall devour before him, and he shall be very tempestuous all around him. He shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth that he may judge his people. Gather my saints together to me, those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Let the heavens declare his righteousness, for God himself is judge. Selah. Hear, O my people, and I will speak. O Israel, and I will testify against you. I am God your God. I will not rebuke you for your sacrifices or your burnt offerings which are continually before me. I will not take a bull from your house nor goats out of your folds. For every beast of the forest is mine and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were angry, I would not tell you for the world is mine and all its fullness. Will I eat the flesh of bulls? Or drink the blood of goats. Offer to God thanksgiving. And pay your vows to the most high. Call upon me in the day of trouble. And I will deliver you. And you shall glorify me. Amen. When you go down, he talks about the wicked and all that you have to go through. But I'm just sending here for the purpose and the benefit of what I am teaching you. What do we mean by covenant? Before I come to my text to be able to explain. What do we mean by covenant? Is a written agreement or promise usually made under seal between two or more parties, especially for the performance of an action. A written agreement or promise usually under seal is under seal 
between two or more parties, especially for the performance of some action. Let's look at something in Genesis chapter 9, verse 8 to 17. I'm still on covenants to explain to you what a covenant is. Genesis 9, 8 to 17. This is God speaking with mankind after the waters has destroyed the earth and is restored them back. And they had a covenant with them. I want us to look at the tenets of the covenant, what it looks like and what it is. I'm not bringing legality here now for the meantime, but let's look at it as we understand it so that you can get it. He said, and the Lord, and, the, and then God spoke to Noah, to his sons with him saying, and as for me, behold, I will establish my covenant. Take notes. If the Bible is yours, you can outline it or you can highlight it. He said, as for me, behold, I will establish my covenant. I'm teaching this because we cannot talk of a year of leadership or you be in leadership without you understanding covenant. It will take your covenant with God to keep you in the way you go. It's very, very crucial. It's very, very critical. A lot of believers work nowadays. We are saved, but we don't understand covenant. So we break covenant very easily by our attitude, by the way we do things. And by the way, we relate to people. People can tell you marital covenant. They vow, they stood together, but before you know, they've forgotten about themselves. Because they don't see it as something that is binding. They see it as something that we can play with. There's a difference between a contract and a covenant. Amen. And we'll get there. So, a covenant is binding by the two of you and it's a seal. It's something that binds you together. Either it holds you, it compels you to stand by the thing irrespective of whatever is going on. And for every covenant, people are ready to stand by it no matter what. So we are looking at the characteristics of it. He said, then God spoke to Noah and to his sons with him. You can easily pull out of a, a contract. Either you can abrogate a contract, but you cannot abrogate a covenant. And he says, I will establish my covenant with you and with your descendant after you. And with every living creature that is with you. The birds, the cattle, and every beast of the earth with you. Of all that go out of the ark, every beast of the earth. Thou I establish my covenant with you. Never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood. Never again there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations i set my rainbow in the cloud and it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth it shall be when i bring a cloud over the earth that the rainbow shall be seen in the cloud and i will remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh the water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. The rainbow shall be in a cloud and I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and the living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. 17. And God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is on this earth. You hear him saying this, the sign, this, the sign, this, the sign, this, the sign of the covenant. First of all, when you read this scripture I've just read to you, God's covenant with Noah, first of all, he established a covenant with Noah and established a covenant with creation. Write it down. 
He established a covenant with Noah and established a covenant with creation. That things, things is created. He said, I will establish my covenant with you and your descendants after you and with every living creature that is with you. So one, he established a covenant with Noah, who is the main man, and that covenant by the extension also with his descendants. That is two. And the third thing is with all creation. So the covenant first is with the person and then with his children and then with his creation. When God enters into a covenant with you and I, he, his covenant with you and I is first of all with you as a person and then with your seed after you. He has that covenant. And then not only that, because the earth is his. Psalm 24 says the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Because he created the earth and all creation that is in it. He also covenants those creation, things of the earth and everything that is in it with your life. Because they have to be a supply to you. Before God created man, he created an estate. Are you understanding me? He created a garden of Eden and put man in it. God will not give you an assignment without first giving you a provision. So the covenant of God is that anytime God enters into a covenant with person, he first of all gets the person to understand and then he will sign with him. And then based on that, that covenant by extension touches his children and then everything that is around them also becomes part of the covenant. Are you, are you getting what I'm sharing with you? Now every covenant that enters, when you sign a covenant with somebody, that is why, and we go into scriptures right one after the other for you to understand. You realize that when you get to marry, he says, and your wealth shall be my wealth. Your God shall be my God. Where you go, I will go. Where you die, I will die. That is statement of covenant, which means that we have become one. Everything of yours is mine, and everything that is mine is yours. That is why by law, even if you marry somebody, by the time you are going to the marriage, you did not have anything. And the man has all his estates and everything. Once you get married by law, it is recognized that he or she is part of your estates. Am I preaching to somebody here? So in event of any challenge or whatever it is, the court will either see to it, either you are dividing it equally or whatever. There is nothing like, when I married, you don't have anything. So, this is applicable. You realize that there are parties to the covenant. Say parties to the covenant. Now the parties to the covenant first is divine. God. Because covenant is entered between a supreme person and a lesser person. Are you getting it? And covenant can also be entered by equal people. So he established a covenant and he said, by the covenant, first of all, it's with you and I. So God has his covenant with what? Noah. Say Noah. Then the second thing is that because he has a covenant with Noah, that covenant by extension touches his children. Are you, am I preaching somebody? And because his children lives on earth and he Noah lives on earth and God created all things and God is the owner of all things, by extension, those things automatically belongs to Noah and his children. So now Noah stands there and speaks to creation and creation have to obey. Because why? He has a covenant with them. By salvation, salvation is a covenant. We're receiving Christ as our Lord and best as a covenant. When we receive Christ, God has entered into a covenant with us. Through the shed blood of his son Jesus Christ, we are covenanted. And by that covenant, Christ gave us an atony. The right to use his name. So anywhere we stand at the name of Christ Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. 
So we use the name of Jesus not because we are Jesus. And everything obeys us. They are not obeying us, but they are obeying the covenant name we have. Am I talking to somebody here? So it doesn't matter where you are coming from, your identity and everything, your height, your size, your challenges. Once you speak, there is an authority backing what you do because of that covenant. So the covenant you have with God makes creation to even recognize you. Extension. To explain further. That is why Daniel can go into the lion's den and the lion could not devour him because God cannot violate his covenant. And so by that, creation as a covenant pact with humanity by virtue of God's covenant that he established. So now Daniel goes into the lion's den and by nature the lion needs to devour Daniel. But because of covenant, the, the lion shut their mouth because by the reason of covenant, creation cannot rise up against a covenant child. What it means is that if you know yourself and you know the covenant you have with God, nobody can take the sand or go to any sea, go to a forest, take a stone, make a declaration against your life or program it into the sun or the moon and enchant to get you. Listen to me. Any enchanter, any witchcraft, any demonic or programmers and all those things does not use anything outside of creation. That is why people can step out of an aeroplane. Immediately they touch ground, they get mad. Because anything they do, they will covenant it to creation. People will wake up in the morning, immediately they see the sun, they say they are dying. Or at the midnight or something, they covenant it to the things of creation. Now, when you understand your covenant, and as a covenant child, there is nothing connected to creation that can rise up against you. So God's covenant, he doesn't leave it with you alone. He extends it to cover your children and your generation and everything he created. Tell someone, tell the person I'm a covenant child. Tell the person I'm a covenant child. I believe it's about time the church have to recognize their power and their authority. If we don't know who we are, we behave anyhow. I will not be scared if you look at my face and tell me you will see because you don't see me. Are you understand what I'm saying? You know why you don't see me? By covenant of salvation, it is no more me. It is Christ that lives in me. So the life that I live, I live no more unto myself, but I live it unto the Lord. Have you not read it in the Bible? Greater is he that is in me. He didn't say greater is my father and my mother in me. But he said greater is he. And who is that he? That is the Godhead. Because the God, oh God that dwells boldly in Christ Jesus. And so he dwells boldly in me. 
So greater is he that is in me than the one that is in the world. So he tells me that I should not be afraid, little child. Because I have overcome the world. And what made me to overcome, that is my faith. My faith is that I believe that God dwells in me. And there is no ambiguity and there is no questioning. So I don't need to convince you. So when you rise up against me, God will rise up against you. By reason of covenant, he has to fight. So you and I don't have our identity. Child of God, listen to me. Christianity is not bread and butter. It is not about wearing nice suits or wearing nice shoes or having a nice haircut or speaking in tongues. What is important is know who you are. I'm sick and tired of a powerless generational church and coward Christianity. Because the truth of the matter is that we don't know our identity. By reason of covenant, covenant separates you. Write it down. Covenant brings separation. In traditional African religion, there are some people you will see them who are this special mark on their body. For instance, if you see a typical Moshi person, he has a, a Moshi or a Gonja, they have a mark here and a mark there. How many of you have seen them before? Now, when you don't know it, when you see that mark, you look at them and a typical Yoruba, you will think, what is this person? What, what is this mark? The mark is not there for fashion, but it's a covenant of his identity of the race he belongs to. When slaves are bought in their days, slave masters will put a hot iron in fire and press it on the body of the slave as a mark of ownership. So wherever that slave is, his owner is the one that backs him. When you attack that slave, his owner will come with a gun against you because that is his property. By virtue of our receiving Christ Jesus, there is a covenant seal of the Holy Spirit upon us. That identifies us because the seal on the slave set the slave apart as a property for his master. The mark on the person's face or forehead or whatever identifies that person with a particular religion or with a particular family or with a particular something. So marks are symbolic representation of covenant. Then God said, I'll have a sign between me and you. Every covenant have a sign. Circumcision is a covenant sign. That you have matured into adulthood. Am I talking to somebody here? Give me a wave. How many of us are not scared every time? Even when we sleep and we see cockroaches, we are scared. Oh, come on. Am I talking to somebody? How many of us are not even... We are binding the demon, but we are afraid binding the demon we are binding. As we sit right now, let a lizard even enter here. You see that people down. Understanding of covenants gives confidence. 
separates you. Covenant brings total separation. That is why a Jew can enter anywhere in the world. And he's not intimidated. You know why? Because he believes he's a covenant generation child of Abraham. Period. And he doesn't need to have money in his pocket. He is there. In traditional African religion, people that are supposed to even be kings or even priests to take over from the fetish and everything, by the time they give birth to them, they mark them out. So they have a covenant with that deity. They can be in your classroom if you maltreat them. That God they represent will reveal himself to you at the midnight hour. Some of you don't understand what I'm talking to you about. Because most of us are that abyss. But if you have grown up in a typical African culture, in a place, you will know. There are some of them, you will even see, they put these cowries. Are you there with me? It is not just a joke. If you like, try and cut it. You will think you will beat them. You beat them, you go to sleep. And then before you wake up, you know that something has beaten you. Because there is a mark of an identity upon them. They belong to somebody. It's a covenant. People walk and they have covenant with marine spirits. They have covenant with dwarfs. They have covenant with witches. They have covenant with secret powers. So when they appear and they are doing things with you, they are not afraid of you. They might look little, but they know what power backs them. Their strength is not in their size, it's what follows them. And you and I as children of God, we have a power that is above all powers, that is following us by reason of covenant. If you don't know it, the enemy will intimidate you. Yeah. Ask somebody, do you know the covenant you have? Now ask the person seriously, you know. We carry Bibles and come to church and we think that Bible is that's not her power. I pray God put into your hands a sword of fire. I said, I pray God put into your hands a sword of fire. That will cut into irons and brass, and you cut into everything because a covenant child carries authority. You don't know why Jesus was not afraid. Because he said, I and my father are one. Covenant establishes relationship. Covenant establishes relationship. Write it. I'm teaching this morning. Covenant establishes relationship. Please, I beg you, make sure you get these CDs and listen to them. How many of you? There are a lot of you here. You can't even. You don't even want to go to your hometown. And this is not funny. It's a serious thing. There are most of you. There are certain things you should have bought for yourself. You don't want to buy it because you think they will kill you early. There are people who are Christians. When they are promoting them even in their workplace, they will not go for it because they are afraid somebody will do them. There are Christians in offices, in place of work, that people who consult spirit and occultism can even threaten them and they will resign and leave the job. If these both believe in their covenant and know that power works, how much more you and I that says that we serve a God that is more powerful than anything? 
You are not clapping because you don't even believe in what I'm telling you. Seriously. Some of you can be in church, even when there is a manifestation, you'll be looking at it and as if what is happening to me or what is going on here. He said, I'm establishing a covenant between me and you and your generations. So which means that the covenant is an extension that even covers your children and your children's children. If you look at Genesis 26, when, 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 uh, what do you call it? Jacob, there was farming and was running away to Egypt. What did God tell him? Genesis 26, quickly. He said, there was a farming in the land beside the first farming. That was in the days of Abraham. Let's look at the power of covenant. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. Said, so then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants, do you see descendants again? And he said, I give all these lands and I will perform the oath, which is the covenant, which I swore to Abraham, your father. And I will make your descendant multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendant all these lands and your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be what? Be blessed. Why? Because God made a covenant with Abraham. Take me to Genesis 22. Let me show you something. Genesis 22. Let's fast track it to verse 14 going. You know the story already. I don't want to delay you. He said, and Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide. As he said to this day, the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. That is when he was going to sacrifice Isaac. You know it. And he gave him the ram. And said, then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven. Take note. And he says, by myself have I sworn covenant. Say yes, the Lord. The Lord is not in small letters. It's in capital. Sayest the Elohim, the Adonai, the possessor of the heavens and the earth. He said, because you have done this thing and have not without your son, your only son, what happens? Blessing, I will bless you. And in multiplying, I will multiply your oh, your preach with me. You are what? Say, everybody, somebody is not talking, shake the person and say, open your mouth. Your your so how can you be blessed and your children will suffer? That is the serious power of covenant. That is why for most of us, we are suffering today not because we did it. But because our fathers and great-grandfathers entered into some covenant with some shrines. With some power somewhere. Because they were looking for a child. Because they were looking for a child or they were looking for a business contract. They were looking for something. They went and did it and they thought because they did it, that is the end of it. No. Anything we do, God's covenant with us is extension to our generation. Bible says that when the tithe was being paid by Abraham, Levi was in his loins. According to Hebrews. When Abraham was giving the tent to Melchizedek, the priest of Salem, which is a token of a covenant. Are you there with me? When he was blessing, Levi the priest was in his loins. So automatically it affected Levi the priesthood. Anything you are doing because God has already, God has already covenanted with creation. Take note, first of all. 
He's already covenanted with what? Creation and everything that is there is in it. So that is why Bible said that do not be deceived and do not be mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, so shall he reap. So anytime you do anything, automatically it is credited, whether good or bad. Because covenant is speaking. He said, I have my covenant with the earth and the heavens, and the sun and the moon. Because in Genesis, when he was created, he said, The sun and the moon, the sun and the moon shall be for a sign, for a season, for a year. He made a covenant with everything. Check through the scriptures. So, whether you are a believer or an unbeliever, that covenant is working. So, those who understand mysteries, mysticisms, those who understand how things happen, they don't bother themselves. Listen, when he wants to get you, he knows that there is a covenant. When he taps the area of covenant, he gets you. Stay on the scripture, I'll take you there. That is why something, when they have to kill something, He's a Nazarite by the Nazarite vow. And his vow by the sign of his covenant is his hair. So they could not destroy him until they found it through Delilah. And he said to Delilah, he said, this is what something said. And later you can go and read it yourself. This is what something said in Judges chapter 60. He said, if you cut off my hair, I will be like any other man. Hello? Which means that by the reason of covenant, you are not like any other man. Yeah. Tap somebody and tell the person, you are not like any other person. Like Church, child of God, you are not like, they don't know who you are. You are a dangerous ballistic missile walking on earth. Am I talking to somebody here? Don't be chicken out and bow down yourself as if you don't know who you are. You are too dangerous. Who told you Christianity is for boring people? Get ready. I'll provoke you until you rise up as a lion. They take your things and you rather cry. And you forget that you have a covenant. You can pick the soil and speak over it as a covenant child. And anywhere anybody is, the Lord shall pursue them. That is why Moses can stand in the land of Egypt and can point his rod into the Nile and it shall turn into blood. He hit the earth and flies came. He commanded the sea and it parted. When he was crying on the Lord, the Lord said, what do you have in your hand? It says rod and that rod was a covenant seal. When he encountered God in the burning bush in the book of Exodus chapter 3, the rod was a symbolic sign of the covenant. He said, throw it on the ground. He threw it, he became a snake. He said, pick it by the tail. He picked it, became a rod. He said, strike it. He said, put your hand in your bosom. He put his hand. He drew it out. It was full of leprosy. Put it there. Bring it out. He was giving him signs to stand by as a conviction to back him in his journey as a child of God. Don't be excited that you are saved. 
be excited that you have a covenant with God. Because listen to me. Covenant is what will keep you alive. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High is a covenant statement. Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. When my enemies come against me, the reason why they cannot attack you because whenever you are under covenant, you are covered. Yeah. You sleep and snow. It doesn't matter what dreams you have. You will not panic to call 20 or 1,000 people. Hello? To your information, from the day I got born again, I don't remember when I ran to people for prayer. And you can check. Because I studied the scriptures for myself. To understand who I am. I faced a lot of things in Christianity. But I was still strong. Because I know the covenant scriptures I have. very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Legon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. And my Lord with you.